Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today I want to talk about um, COVID. Uh, it's the 13th of April uh, as I speak and as someone who's living in Poland, uh, I'm going to think of how bad things have got in Poland in recent weeks. Um, but let's start at the beginning. Uh, COVID basically caught the world with its pants down. But the response from different countries across the globe tells a story, I think. And it's fair to say that most of the countries which have right-wing or right-leaning governments didn't actually respond to it very well, for various reasons. It's easy to, to uh, look at America and say it's a big country, difficult to control something like that in a big country. And arguably, I would agree. But since the uh, change in administration, the difference has been night and day. So we'll come back to that comparison later on, but I basically want to look at the response the Polish government have had uh, since March last year. So everyone remembers late part of 2019, small disease seems to be causing people trouble in China and initially no one was really concerned because it was only in China and then it began to spread. The first real problems we had were in Italy and Europe um, when the small red zones were created. Uh, didn't cover the area adequately, so people left as quickly as they could and ultimately dragged the disease with them all over Italy. So eventually, Italy became a, one big red zone. And I want to mark that as a milestone because at the end of the day, government should be looking to other examples around the world of how to do things better or how not to do things. And I think that's an example of how not to do it. One thing has to be said though, best intentions. The Italian government had the best intentions. I'm not claiming or blaming them and saying they're incompetent. They reacted quickly. They reacted as they thought they should. And it didn't work. So the next reaction was a bigger one and arguably a better one. But bear that in mind when we get to uh, Poland. So lockdown began middle of March last year. Uh, I remember very clearly that the previous few days from Tuesday, Wednesday, rumours abounded that we were going to some sort of lockdown. Um, and sure enough, by, I think it was Friday or Thursday, there was an announcement that uh, Saturday at 12 o'clock the borders were closed and we were going to a lockdown. At that particular point in Poland, going back to the middle of March, Figures from March last year, on March 24th, uh, sorry, April 1st last year, there were 243 cases reported in Poland. 243 cases. By the standards now, that's a drop in the ocean. Two weeks ago on Friday, 
new cases numbered over 35,000. Yeah, just let that sink in. From April 1st last year, 243, to, roughly speaking, April 1st this year, 35,000. That's startling. So, how do we get here? <clears throat> it's easy to blame governments. It's easy for governments to blame people. But I think there's a time element to this where... Um, government should be reacting a certain way. As I said, best practice should be served and professionals should be involved in uh, trying to establish what is right and what's not right to do. And obviously that ball changes from time to time. So, let's start with one of the first errors last year. The lockdown wasn't an error, by the way, in my opinion. The lockdown was absolutely suitable. But then, we had the fanfare of hundreds of thousands of uh, cases of protective equipment, but from China, being delivered by the world's biggest plane into Warsaw Airport, and a beautiful clear sky. I watched it from my balcony window over the buildings. Um... And it turns out that everything inside was complete garbage. Complete and utter garbage. None of it was suitable for medical personnel and really none of it was suitable for anything. So that gives you an indication of where, where the, the government was heading. Um, of course, it has to be said at this point that the Polish government in general, ministers, civil servants, are all political appointees, um, with few exceptions, there are very few professionals running the government. This differs vastly from Britain, where you have a wealth of knowledge of civil servants who have been in, in the positions for many, many years. Here, they lose their job. So it's always been my belief that there's an inbuilt incompetence in Polish government. So, okay, where do we go from here? So, we had the fiasco of the plane, and then we had the fiasco of the machines. Uh, respirators. Another scandal costing millions of zlots involving the health minister, his brother, and I believe a ski instructor somewhere. Ah, so... Several months into this whole debacle, we're still in lockdown and nothing seems to have happened. So, what should have happened? Well, maybe with hindsight, which is always 2020, you could argue that a state of emergency should have been announced. Having spoken to a couple of lawyers, there's some problems with that particular thing. First and foremost, a state of emergency involves certain things happening for a certain period of time. It also involves money being paid to people for compensation. But most of the lawyers would agree one of the biggest issues with the state of emergency is that it ties the government's hands. Normally for 90 days, I believe it's 90 days at a time. 
And the tying of people, the government's hands is important because last May there was scheduled to be a presidential election in Poland. And on the run-up to that, from the turn of the year, the opposition really had no credible candidate to stand up against the president of the day, Duda, who was also standing again for the peace government. But the issue was that as the candidates fell away from the opposition, one guy emerged, a guy who is, who is currently president of Warsaw, Chaskovsky. And very, very quickly he gained support, a lot of support. Now, for those who don't know the Polish system of uh, for voting for president, basically it's an all-for-one at the beginning, and then uh, if anyone reaches over 50%, they're a clear winner. If um, that threshold is not breached, then the two highest candidates go forward to runoff. So you can get six or seven candidates in the first round, and then if, uh, as I say, the 50%, uh, barrier isn't breached, it then goes to uh, a runoff. So the runoff ended up Duda against Chaskovsky. So, state of emergency would have stopped the election happening, which was not what the government wanted. The fiasco, the somersaults, the procedural tricks they tried to pull in order to get that election done in May were simply unbelievable. A very simple example is that they posted seven, they prepared 70 million postal ballots, ballots for people in the country. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. It was a cost of 70 million zlotys. These ballots were printed before it was agreed, either informally or formally, that the election could take place. Reality was that that attempt in May failed. And the figures for May were still relatively okay. May 12th, 585 cases. May 23rd, 312. So relatively speaking, the figures were still quite low. But from the point of view of how control was happening, we were still, relatively speaking, in lockdown. Now remember, they needed the president's position filled. So they pushed it back to July. Holiday season. Summertime. Uh, in the middle of summer holidays, Again, how many people are going to be able to vote? They managed to get the election ran. <coughs> and although, although there's no prize for second place in this particular election, Chaskovsky only lost by less than 2%. A very clear signal, I think, that peace were not doing as well as they thought they would be doing. So, we went from there to when? Well, the next mess was 1st of September. In Poland, the schools 
go back on the 1st of September. And I've got two kids. So we're back in Warsaw, ready to go. The schools opened and the cases were about, I'd say, somewhere in the region of 500 cases a day. Again, modest. There had been no peak. It not, had not shut up. But if you go from September the 1st from 550 and then roughly speaking, two weeks later, just over two weeks later on September 19th, we had 1,002 cases. Double. Almost double. And the bad news is then it just continued to climb. By October 8th, we were 4,280. And with that particular peak was 27,875 on November 7th. Again, good practice. Some countries had sent kids back to school. Some people didn't. The reality is, if you look at Germany, these kids were in, the kids there were in school, but they were being tested two or three times a week. There was uh, controls in place as far as masks were concerned, mixing, and entry to uh, schools. Very little of that applied in Poland. And I did a quick calculation for anyone doubting that um, this was a potential issue. Remember, children are relatively immune to COVID. But it's well understood in the scientific community that that doesn't mean they can't carry it. My youngest son is a class of 24. One child in 24. That affects 48 parents. That affects 96 grandparents. And that doesn't include siblings, who may also be in the same school. So one parent, one child can affect almost 200 kids or 200 people. Is it any surprise that it got out of control? <coughs> so then we could get on to a few other things that happened randomly over the over the the next few months all saints day first november big day in the polish calendar uh the peak at this point november 1st uh the peak was around about twenty thousand cases apart from going to the graveyards and visiting the graves of parents and grandparents there is a huge amount of travel happens at this time and again it was well understood that people traveling would take disease to different parts of Poland and cause another peak which it did by the way uh, which happened um, towards the end of, of November where it reached a total of Thirty thousand. The government announced the graveyards would be closed at four o'clock on Friday of that afternoon, when the first was a Sunday. Why did we leave it so long? Well, I'll leave that question hanging there. But what began to happen very quickly 
because nothing seemed to be getting better. The figures were not reducing down significantly. Trust began to be eroded in the government. And that trust has never returned. We had a plane full of PPE that was not usable. We had a fiasco with the health minister and respirators. We had various politicians who were saying one thing, don't go skiing, don't go on holiday, who would then be pictured on ski slopes with their families. One rule for some, another rule for the others. Then we go into Christmas. The shops opened up just before Christmas and then we went to lockdown after Christmas again. The pattern is erratic. Are we trying to save jobs? Are we trying to save the economy? Or are we trying to save people? That to me is a false dichotomy. Um, over the last year, my point of view has changed quite dramatically in that we could have had both if the law was respected and the law was enforced. Poland's not unique. Australia, might, uh, New Zealand might be a very, very small country, but it brought it under control. Vietnam had its first case around about the same time as America had its first case. Very interesting model to look at. Vietnam did track and trace to four levels. So not who did you talk to yesterday, but who did they talk to yesterday? Who did they talk to and who did the other guy talk to? I believe so far they've had 35 deaths. 35. Not 3,500 or 35,000. Or <laughs> if it was a country the size of America, 350,000. 35. And their economy opened back up months ago. Incompetence, misdirection, lack of focus has caused what we have here in Poland. But in my opinion, the problems are systemic. Fully come and blame everyone else. It's never their fault. It's always this external factor or that external factor or the EU, which is a favourite one, by the way, to blame. The responsibilities with the government. They acted incompetently from day one. They didn't institute a state of emergency. And now we're in a position where we're on average vaccinating 100,000 people a day in a country of almost 40 million. Doesn't take a mathematician to work out how long that's going to take. In Britain, they're doing 800,000 vaccinations a day. Now, that's a positive for Britain. It has to be said, for nine months, they made a complete mess of the whole thing, much worse than Britain, than Poland did. But they got the vaccine, they got themselves organised, and they're now doing a tremendous job. Britain hoped to be back to fully open society by the middle of July. At this rate, 100,000 a day, we will have probably vaccinated seven or eight million by that point. One dose, not two, one dose. The situation is 
where are we going to come out of lockdown in Poland? When are we going to get to the point where we can go for a beer or a nice meal again? It's getting to the stage I feel this government are doing this deliberately to keep people at home, to keep them focused on other things apart from the incompetent job they're doing. I could be wrong. I hope I am. But at the end of the day, I point the finger at the government. They're the one carrying the can because they're the ones making the decisions.